0: I'm Lisa Welsh, and you're listening to Microgreens for Growers and Consumers. I hope you guys are having a fabulous day, or at least you're gardening in something you love. I'm going to talk to you about what happens when someone else has a different vision for your business than you do. What? It's my business. I can do what I want to do. That's kind of true, but kind of not. So I run my business with my husband, of course. As many of you know, he's the real brains behind the operation. I'm. I'm not quite sure. Probably the distracting, distraction over in the corner. Um, but he does all the growing and I do and all the building and all the creations of hydroponic systems and figuring out how people can grow things when they have different environments. And I do a bunch of other research and marketing and whatever else needs to be done. I do what I'm good at and he does what he's good at. But what do you do when, you know, you're going to go, right, or maybe left with your business, or you know your plan, you wrote out your business plan, hopefully you did. If not, um, you should write one out. You should know where you want to go. Um, But then someone else comes in and says, oh, well, you're doing this? I think if you did this, it'd be even better. And you go, well, I never thought about it. But then it's not even as if they just gave the suggestion. Then they say, well, here, here's the money. Now you're going to do this, this way. But you're not quite sure you believe it yet. So that's kind of like something I'm going through. It sounds a little weird, I'm sure. But it's really not. So as you know, I make the, the microgreen salts. And I do that using a dehydrator. And I do that with a slow, long, drawn-out process. It takes like three days. Actually, two. So that's how I do it. And I love the way they taste. I just love them. But everyone keeps telling me, Freeze-dry is better. Freeze-dry is better. And I go, well, I don't know. Well, then, if you know that you can do something better, wouldn't you rather do that? Yeah. But now, I have like a $3,000 freeze-dryer, which is fine, and the desire to freeze-dry and make my same salts. But tomorrow will be the day I'll find out for sure. But I'm going to make them, and I don't think they're going to taste the same. I think they're going to taste different. And not that different is bad, and maybe different is more nutrient rich. maybe different is whatever it is, but it's not a place I saw. it's not something I've I set out to do, so it becomes instantly harder to know to get behind the idea like you know if somebody tells you or if somebody you hire an employee, go sell my uh, Widgets. And they go and they sell your widgets. And they do alright. And they sell some widgets. They don't sell your widgets like you sell your widgets. No one can sell your widgets like you can sell your widgets. Because when you get there, you have a passion for your widgets. Because that's what usually we start our own businesses about. Or some kind of passion that we have. So when we get caught up in a... Someone took my widget, changed it, and handed it back to me. And now they want me to call it my widget. And I don't feel like it's my widget anymore. So... I'm trying to get my hands around that. And that happens quite a bit. Like, I know quite a few people who have given me or who I've talked to that have had offers come that they didn't see. Um, partnerships be arranged that maybe weren't as advantageous as they would have hoped um, in a lot of ways. And I see a lot of people get jaded um, because of it. Now, I'm not quite at that point, And I'm probably pretty sure the salts are going to taste close enough to the same that it'll work um and if not i have a few tricks up my sleeve of some ways i'm gonna make myself feel better about it <laughs> just kidding well kind of i'm saying i'm gonna keep making my salts the way i like my to taste and if the general public generally consensus is that they like the other way better no well, then that's up to them but then i don't have to worry about it because it's not my choice it's giving the consumer what they want But again, it gets to be a little tricky because you don't have as much... It's like it it takes a little bit of motivation out of it for you. Like, I know when I was getting everything set up, I was super excited. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of advantages to having a freeze dryer in lots of different ways. But I didn't see the expense versus the return in an assault scenario. But I am definitely open to see how things work out. Because I know every time... I follow and trust and do what the next right thing is to do. I never start out with the right thing to begin with. But eventually I get to the point where I go, okay, I surrender. I do not have it figured out. I do not know how this is going to work. But I give up. And it always works out. Because I stop resisting. Like, I currently have several people interested in these assaults. Again, I keep going back to it. Because every other week... I got a call from a research scientist who's studying research on a very specific um, disease. And they're like, oh, I think your salts have a lot of merit in this specific thing. I think, you know, some medications might still be needed, but I think you're on to something. And what are you supposed to say? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't believe it myself. You know, you don't, you don't know what to say because it catches you off guard. You don't expect some researcher to find you, right? You're just trying to sell your salts. But in this world, and when you do the right thing, sometimes these great big things just happen to you. And it's amazing. Because when you start your business, if you're listening to me, then hopefully you started it as I tell you. You do what you feel is right. You do what you are talented in. There are microgreen growers out here all day that all have different talents, and they all cater their business to their talent. Some of them are um chefs themselves and so they create these amazing dishes and they teach people how to grow how to eat with microgreens and how to cook and how to do these great dishes some people are like freaking great people as far as growing flowers so they grow these gorgeous gorgeous flowers and they grow thousands of them and they create a marketplace for edible flowers there's lots of different things that people do some people sell additional services uh people do lots of different things. I'm sure you know. And I'm sure you found your little, your little niche, your little sweet spot. And most of us, when we get full up with our work to our sweet spot, to our happy and content level, we back off. But then there are some that they just keep coming. And we're having to deal with that a little bit too. Um, Where, you know, we're in Lakeland and there are nine growers in Lakeland and yet more people keep coming here. And I don't mean, like, as in, like, it's a grower who, like, lives here and decides they want to farm. That's cool. It's, like, a farmer who has a whole another area and is now coming into our area to sell. I don't quite get that. I don't quite get it. Other than they must want to be bigger than what they are. Which is fine. I mean, it's a free market society. Happy for that. But it just doesn't make sense to me all the time why people choose to do certain things. And I'm just not sure if everybody... All the time, people think it through. I think sometimes we, our hand is forced, and maybe this person doesn't even want to sell in this region because maybe they their hand was forced by another move that I don't see. So it's always good to not look at your competition as a threat, but in order to embrace and engage them in some kind of conversation. Because let me tell you, every single microgreen farmer I have met is flipping awesome. So if you're a farmer, you are flipping awesome because we all work together i have only met a few of you shiesty ones mm, yeah they they you do exist too not gonna lie i was gonna try to lie and leave it on a high note but i just can't the shiesty ones you know who you are the ones who think everybody's trying to steal your stuff the ones who are paranoid the ones who like don't want to help anybody but instead like want to like secretly go burn down their farm like you suck you should really find another hobby because clearly you're not a good salesperson or clearly you're not confident in your ability to do what you do because if you were you would not be threatened by every single other grower out there in the country just saying that's my take just my two cents which probably isn't worth a whole heck of a lot but hey you're the one listening to me talk so I guess it's got to be worth something at least I hope it is so today you got to listen to me talk about What do you do when other things or other avenues push you into a direction you didn't necessarily see yourself wanting to go with your business? Well, if you're like me, you're going to put on a seatbelt, you're going to buckle up, you're going to trust it, and you're going to see what happens next. Because in the last three months with just the salts, it has gone from offers to purchase to buy my rest, the big offers to like co-pack, to manufacture, to just lots of different things. And um, you got to figure out what's right for you and why. And if you have some of those non-negotiables, that's cool. It's good when we can rest on our on our morals and we have a reason for why we do things. There are certain things that I definitely will not change and will not budge on. Um, and those are based on what I feel is the most important. Like, for example, my, my fight with the world about broccoli. Because I'm going to tell you again broccoli is curing cancer i don't care what the government says i don't care about their stupid stomach tests i don't care about none of their damn tests i can tell you i read a ton of studies and it is curing cancer it is literally doing that so i don't care what they say that's what i read that's what i see and i'm allowed to my own opinion so i'm not a doctor but i can tell you that the results from broccoli are crazy and why we're not encouraging people to eat broccoli is beyond me but you know I just couldn't have a podcast without talking about my broccoli. Because that's really one of the reasons I started this business. I'm sick of watching kids die from cancer. I'm sick of watching teenagers and young people who aren't even checked for cancer just dying because of some disease that probably brought on by the way we eat anyway. Um and it's just tragedy. Now again I have no studies that supports anything I'm saying other than I've read other case studies that say that it stopped cancer. Um but me I have no real knowledge. I just have a gut feeling and let me just tell you have you ever been in like a situation where you knew that somebody was doing something sneaky behind your back like a spouse is cheating on you or uh, something weird if you've ever been in that situation where you knew that something was wrong and you were right it's kind of like that i know i'm right about broccoli i know it so anyhow you guys have a wonderful week i'll talk to you next week and that's it. Bye.